Hello and welcome to episode 198 of the In Squash podcast. Uh, today we have uh, none other than the winner of the, the recent uh, Squash on Fire PSA event in Washington, Victor Quinn on the podcast and uh, we have a, a great chat on the uh, night of his first round match uh, at the world championships he'll be playing uh, Nathan Lake later today and that, that should be a great match uh, two young up and coming uh, talents uh, both very talented both have different styles one uh, obviously Nathan a big man moves well uh, soft hands and uh, Victor very dynamic player uh, himself and uh, brings a lot to the table that should be a great match but we have a tremendous uh, chat we talk about his victory at squash on fire and the fact uh, obviously the the win over James uh, Willstrup in the final that was just their second meeting by the way uh, he tells he talks about the genius of uh, of James and and what it's like to play him and uh, what he thinks about James's uh, incredible career and his game uh, we also talk about uh, his uh, Harvard teammate uh, Gina Kennedy's victory as well. Uh, we discuss the World Open, obviously his first round match coming up, which is tonight, obviously, and and uh, what Nathan uh, brings to the table and, and the challenge of that 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 poses, and also the the squash and fire event. Uh, remember, I tweeted uh, just. Uh, prior to the semifinal that it'd be incredible to see um, uh, Riose and uh, Victor get into the final of that event and uh, Riose Kobayashi uh, who had gotten through uh, several uh, uh, higher ranked players in that event to get to the semi where he took uh, a game from James Willstrup uh, and then ultimately went on to lose that but uh, he and Victor uh, had been training quite a bit together uh, in France and he talks about Riose the talent that he is and the ascendancy that he seems to be on now that he's taking uh, his squash a bit more seriously we talk about that as well and much more we also get into uh, you know his thoughts on officiating and rules and uh Victor, being a Harvard guy, you know, he's quite cerebral about, about all of this, quite thoughtful, and uh, he gives us his thoughts on that and much more. You're going to enjoy this episode 198 with Victor Quinn. Hey, Victor, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. What time is it? Uh, right now in uh, 7.20, 7.20 p.m. in Dubai. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. You're uh, okay. Yeah, so it's about, uh, right. you you finished your first uh, training session, did you? No, no, I'm taking uh, half of the day off. Uh, oh. Okay, good. I'm playing with uh, Joel Making. I'm playing a match with Joel Making in the afternoon, so I. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna start. be fun. So I thought I thought I would take the the morning off. <laughs> yeah, good to keep idea. Some energy. <laughs> yeah, get, keep the legs fresh. I'm sure uh, the rallies will be extended uh, with with Joel. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, thanks for for doing this, uh, Victor. I know uh, you've got a busy uh, busy schedule coming up. Uh, you got the World Championships coming up. But uh, before we get into all of that, um, how's everything with you? Everything good? Healthy? Yeah, no, I'm very healthy. Yeah, I've been in the in the states for now two 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 weeks at least uh i'm happy to be back here because uh life is uh almost back to normal uh so we can enjoy uh, uh being outside going to museums um just shopping uh being with friends and uh, we don't have to wear a mask everywhere 
uh, we have to go. So, so it's good to be here. Uh, it's refreshing. Um, and I'm still going to be here for a few, few weeks uh, to play the world championships and then to stay uh, for a week in Boston. So um, looking forward, looking forward to it. That's great. Yeah. Um, so did you, uh, did you finish up at Harvard? Uh, did you finish your? No. So I took, uh, I took my junior year online, uh, decided to continue, uh, studying mm -hmm. online for, for the fall and the spring semester, uh, this year, uh, because my goal is to, uh, to turn pro as soon as I graduate. And so, uh, because I took a gap year before coming in uh, at Harvard, uh, I, uh, I didn't see myself taking another gap year. Uh, and on top of that, uh, even though we had the chance to play a few tournaments, uh, the season was still pretty, uh, pretty small. Like we didn't play that many tournaments. And so to fill the gap... <laughs> between tournaments, it, it was nice to have something else to do uh, and something else to focus on. Um, so, so no, I'm happy I took classes online, uh, although it's not as entertaining as when I'm on campus and I can talk and collaborate with uh, friends uh, and classmates. Uh, but, but it was the, I mean, it was the best decision given the conditions we were in. Uh, too, too, too many unknowns as well about the pandemic. Like we, we, we didn't know when it was going to end. Uh, it's still here. <laughs> we, we still, we still don't know how the fall is going to look like in Europe, at least. Um, so no, I'm happy I took classes online, and uh, I'm now a rising senior, and uh, I'm going to be back on campus uh, next fall, uh, end of August. Uh, so I'm going to have a, a year to enjoy, uh, to enjoy college, uh, with my friends and my teammates. Right on. So you'll be back playing for, for Harvard for one more year. Yes. Right. Yes. I will. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure Mike will be happy to have you back. <laughs> yeah. He, he's going to be as happy as I am. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, I just also, I wanted to uh, congratulate you on, the, on that big victory there in Washington, uh, I guess about a week, two weeks ago would have been uh, the, the squash on fire open. And uh, there's some good players in the draw. You were seated number two. And, um, you know, before we go into detail, how did it feel uh, to pick up uh, a win uh, in Washington? I mean, great, of course. Uh, it's been a week uh, from now because uh, I played last Thursday in the final. Right. Uh, so it's been a week already. <laughs> it's hard to realize it's been a week, but it's been a great week, uh, obviously. Uh, I played really well uh, in my four matches, uh, really solid uh, squash, and, and I really enjoyed my time on court, and that's the, the most important thing to me because uh, the results just come uh, afterwards. Um, but, you yeah, know, I came, I came to Washington with the goal of uh, winning the tournament, uh, so, so I achieved this goal and so that's why I'm, I'm really happy about my performance but more than that I also uh, beat like one of our one of the best players of our sport uh, mm. James Wallstrop in the final so that made it even uh, even better uh, for me 
Um, but even though even though I talk about gems and it was a great final, uh, I also had some like tough and uh, or could be tough uh, matches uh, in the first uh, three rounds uh, mm. with Asim Khan in the first round and then Mahesh. Uh, I thought it would have been a closer match, uh, so I wasn't even looking behind that quarterfinal match against Mahesh because I knew. Yeah. Uh, it would be a tough match, and uh, I made it uh, easier uh, for <laughs> myself. And unfortunately, he also uh, injured himself uh, at the end of the second game. So after that, uh, it was kind of uh, over. Um, and then in semifinals, I played Lionel Cardenas, who's a, mm. uh, a solid uh, South American player uh, my age. Uh, and we've had uh, some... Uh, Close battles uh, in the last few years, so I knew it would be again a tough match. And uh, after losing the the first game, I responded very well and managed to to sneak the the next three games uh, relatively uh, uh, comfortably. Mm. Uh, so I was really happy about that, um, and gave me the confidence I needed for for, for this final against Champs. Uh, yeah. And after the first few rallies in. In that, in that final against James, I, I really believed that uh, I could win this match. Uh, and I won uh, won the first game uh, relatively uh, easily again, like 11-4, I think. Uh, and then I was off court talking to, to a friend. And I was like, sure, it's going to be tougher than that at some point. <laughs> He's not going <laughs> to give it to me on the platter like this. Yeah. And uh, and I was right. He came back in the second game with a uh, with a, a better squash, uh, probably warmed up, and uh, and he knew he knew what to expect from me. Uh, uh, and so that was a, a tougher match uh, starting. Uh, well, uh, in the second game uh, that he won uh, in the tiebreak, uh, and then it was just a battle in the third and fourth game with uh, short rallies. Uh, mainly because the ball was uh, uh, getting uh, more uh, more dead and more mm. and more dead, and uh, James didn't want to <laughs> to go into a long rallies anyway. So um, yeah, I had to use all my uh, all the experience that I have, even mm. though it's <laughs> very small compared to to his experience. Uh, yeah. And just my like the cleverness of my game, and and had to fight for every point too. Uh, and, and at the end, it worked out. So very happy about that. Absolutely, yeah, a great result for you in, in that event. And it was only the uh, it was funny to see that only the second time the two of you have played in a PSA yes. match. So uh, I guess the first time uh, went his way and you won this one. But uh, I mean, we all know what a special player James is. I mean, he's just, he's box office every time uh, you, you know, he's in the draw, you want to watch him play. So what, when you just before that match uh, sort of how, how do you prepare uh, to play against the guy with uh, such an amazing skill set uh, like James? Well, I guess you're just trying to avoid thinking about James too much and about his accomplishment and how good of a player he is and instead try to focus on uh, on my strength, on my personal strength and and what I need to do to 
to to win this match uh, because then you if you think too much about what he is doing then you you kind of overwhelmed by by it and you kind of give too much respect to 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 your opponent and uh, although of course like uh, it's going to be some sportsmanship and you you have to stay uh, fair during the match uh, mm-hmm. i feel like uh, this is a battle that you you you're going to have to 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 win or lose at the end and so it's better to focus uh, on your strength uh, instead of his um and so Would i you knew say, um, uh, your i mean we know his strengths his strengths are just uh, he hits it so tight he yeah his he skills tremendous deception uh plays the front court drop, court drop yeah. so many I mean, the, the list goes on, but uh, how would you uh, describe, uh, I mean, we all, we've seen James many times and I've seen you play quite a few times now as well, but for people who may not know as much about your game, uh, what are your strengths? Um, <laughs> it's difficult to talk about <laughs> uh, my strength personally. <laughs> I would have preferred I someone well, I mean, else you, talk you, about you, my strength. If you, uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you my assessment if you don't know, like. but. I'm yeah. still, yeah, you can go on and I'll, all right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say, uh, I mean, I think you've got a great, uh, you all well-rounded player, uh, but you have a deceivingly good uh, offensive game. You, you, you attack well and uh, you counter attack well. So I think the game that James has uh, sort of feeds into your strengths a little bit. Yeah, no, it definitely, because he's got, he he doesn't play uh, a quick game. He's more focused on uh, getting the ball uh, tight uh, to the side walls and to use deception and drop shots uh, and to, to play that volley in the middle of the court. Uh, it's just trying to optimize his movements, really. Uh, and personally, I was trying to uh, play a faster pace to m- make sure he was... Uh, uh, twisting and just moving from from the left to the right and to from the right to the left uh, sides, um, and that was really my main goal, just to make sure he wasn't on the tee, controlling the pace. Uh, and uh, and it, during some rallies, I had to accept it as well because he's just <laughs> one of the best at controlling the pace. That at some point you just got to accept it and and play with it. Uh, but at the same time, you also have to be uh, proactive and try to uh, to make him run a little bit, uh, make him move a little bit more. And so that meant uh, to use the boost and the cross court and every every tools that you can use to 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 remove him from from that T area. Um, so that was my my main goal during that match. Um, and that's something that I like doing uh, usually against all type of players. So, so it wasn't like I had to go outside of uh, of what I use uh, of what I'm used to do on court. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, 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 I talked about I, I talked about this match uh, with my dad a little bit, and one thing that stood out to me was that uh, again, I was just really happy to be on court. Uh, and starting very first points, uh, I played some great rallies, and I would be aware of, the, uh, uh, of them. And sometimes I would be tricked by <laughs> some of his deception, yeah. 
yeah. and I was just like smile or laugh to myself and be like, oh, that's that was a good shot, uh, well played. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't say it to him, but that's how I, that's what I would tell myself, and it just shows that I was just like enjoying myself on court and uh, mm. enjoying being part of this final and playing against I was them. just listening to um, an interview with uh, the guy who played Roger Federer last night and beat him in the, uh, yeah. in the Wimbledon. And he was just saying uh, pretty much the same thing. He, the reason why he wasn't nervous or wasn't tense and didn't tighten up was because he enjoyed the moment and it didn't, yeah. he, he didn't get nervous or didn't get tight because he was enjoying himself on the court. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I went through the same, the same process, I think. So, um, I wouldn't get frustrated if I would, uh, move to the right and the ball was the, going to the left and I would just not be able to, to come back. Uh, I would just go and, and, uh, and, and wait for, for, for the next, uh, next rally, uh, and learn from this, um, um, so yeah, no, I think I think it was a a good mentality and a good way to uh, to take the match. Yeah, a great experience as well. I mean, you you need that experience getting to the finals of these big events because everybody. Um, I was talking to uh, your teammate uh, just recently, Gina uh, Kennedy. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, as you know, she got to the final as well. And uh, yeah. it's all about. Uh, and you hear about uh, John, uh, all the greats. They they say. In order to reach the top, you have to learn how to back up every match as you get yeah. through the draw and be able to play again and again and again at that same level. Is that kind of how you, I mean, the way you approached it as well, be able to back up every. Oh, every definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And that's, that was probably like uh, one of the hard thing about uh, playing during the pandemic. Uh, it was that, we would have a, a tournament every month or every two months. And so, so I usually, I usually like to play, uh, pl uh, tournaments, uh, one after the other, because I feel like I learned from one, uh, one loss to one loss or at least or one win, uh, to, to another. And, and so I definitely need those matches, uh, to get better, uh, one match after another. Uh, to, to in order to to perform to my best, uh, so so that was challenging to to only be able to play uh, every two or three months uh, in an official tournament matches. Uh, but I mean, it was the same thing for everyone. So you gotta adapt to the situation. Uh, but no, talking about Gina, it was great to see her competing uh, on the PSA tour. Uh, I mean, she she waited for that. Uh, she decided not to play while she was at Harvard because uh, she wanted to enjoy her college uh, years as much as possible. Uh, but even though she enjoyed her college uh, years, she also trained really, really, really hard uh, during her time there, and so it, it pays a uh, it, it pays out uh, pretty pretty well today. Um, mm. So no, it's definitely a player that uh, that uh, college uh, uh, players should uh, feel inspired by uh, mm -hmm. if they decide to go on the pro tour because there's not one path like Amanda played on the pro tour while she was in college and was 
went to top 20, uh, even top 10, I believe. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, but then uh, I also decided to play on the Pro Tour and I'm doing not too bad. <laughs> Yusuf yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but then there are some other players who decided not to compete on the Pro Tour while being in college and now they're doing uh, superbly well. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's Gina, not one path. Gina's done really Gina, well. she, Yeah, she Gina, Ali there, as well. Ali. challenge event, didn't she? She beat. Yeah, yeah, no. Scary. It was the first uh, first yes. match she she lost to uh, in this final in Washington. Uh, she wasn't beaten for like fifteen matches in a row, I think. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's quite impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's unfortunate uh, uh, she doesn't have enough ranking points to get into the the World Championships. Uh, I mean, she's proven proven that she's definitely. Uh, capable of beating at just about anybody really yeah yeah sure she she would have been a contender maybe i don't know if she would be a contender to win the title but at least uh to threaten uh, one of the top girls uh in the draw uh but i mean uh she still she still has a lot to learn uh mm-hmm. as i mean she she still lost that final against nella so uh, it showed that she's not that unbeatable uh, as well. She's still a human, uh, yeah, like all human. of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure this loss is going to help her to uh, climb the ranking even, even faster uh, in the near in the near future. Um, yeah, it's really, and, uh, really nice to see. To, uh, I mean, not a lot of people, I guess, outside of maybe those who are aware of her from from Harvard and people who are aware of her from European junior squash, maybe many, many of us weren't aware of, you know, how talented. Of her talents, yeah. yeah. And skills, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was also great to see that, uh, that many college players, uh, current or uh, past uh, college players uh, in Washington. There's mm. uh, so many of them uh, playing the tournaments. Uh, and it was it was great to catch up with uh, all of them and to see that uh, everyone is being successful uh, in their squash career. Um, um, yeah, that, that's inspiring. I think. Yeah, it's a good breeding ground for for the pro tour. That that was a debate uh, that was out there, I guess, last year. Uh, people were talking about whether you know the college uh, U.S. college. Uh, route would be uh, is the right way to go or to go straight into playing professionally but there's no no doubt that the you know the top college players are doing quite well professionally so uh, now i just wanted to ask you uh, i mean just to get back to james now james uh, in the game the game of squash which uh, naturally there's a lot of verbal exchanges with the referees and between the player and the ref. That's just natural. That's just the way it is. But he's perhaps maybe the the perfect example of uh, how to just sort of get on with, with the match and not uh, get frustrated. And actually I, I find you to be, you know, fairly, fairly good at that uh, as well. But uh, you know, you're pretty reasonable with the referees. How would you, how would you describe though these days, the, 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 the situation between player uh, and official. And do you think uh, some changes are required in officiating and maybe uh, sort of rules that are laid out where players 
should should just be a little more uh, respectful to the the officials, or do you think it's fine the way it is? Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question, and we t- we could talk about this uh, for a long time. Mm. Uh, just to talk about myself, think that I'm still way more talkative than uh, James on court uh, arguing with the ref. Yeah, uh, I still tend to talk uh, and argue too much with the ref, in my opinion, and my team's opinion too. Okay. Um, uh, so Does something give you I'm a hard time when it comes to that. Uh, depends on how well I played after I I, I talk to the ref, <laughs> yep. but usually it's not great. <laughs> okay. uh, so 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 yeah, sometimes. Um, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm always, I mean, I was educated to, to be respectful to referees and I mean, to even everyone on yeah. the, on the tour, uh, whether it, 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 whether it is like squash, like squash openings or referees or organizers or fans. Um, but yeah, talking about, um, how the game and the exchanges with referees or, evolving uh, today and the last few uh, World Tour tournaments. Uh, I definitely think that there's too many exchanges between uh, players and refs. Uh, But that's also because uh, players uh, and refs uh, don't really uh, agree with with how the decisions uh, in, in, in the way a decision should evolve. Mm. Um, it's, it's hard. Tricky. To it's understand. very tricky, isn't it? It's very tricky. It's hard to understand the line that referees want to take sometimes, uh, and at the same time, the the squash uh, our top players are offering today is evolving so quickly uh, that it is difficult to judge whether uh, they just want to go so badly to defend that ball or if they playing around the rules. Uh, so it's a, it's a difficult debate, uh, but I think it's a, like a conversation that referees and top players uh, should have uh, more often. Um, there's also been like a lot of conversations around the, the, uh, the reviews, uh, the referee reviews, and how uh, and how the slow motion is uh, uh, kind of uh, changing the way we, we we see the situation, each situation, and sometimes uh, you would say it's a stroke uh, in real time, and then you watch the slow motion, and you're like, "Well, this is maybe a no let, <laughs> oh, oh let." Uh, so it's difficult yeah, I was to talking judge. To uh, Laura Massaro, and she was saying that uh, the slow motion they, they they should avoid using it because it, uh, it, it yeah. changes the the way you you see the point being played. I mean, you, it's not played in slow motion, according to uh, yeah. I mean, the, the debate is being in, is in the air for soccer as well today. Uh, yeah, but I think for squash because the game is uh, becoming faster and faster. Uh, we need to <laughs> we need to use the slow motion, but we just need more more cameras and more uh, mm-hmm. better quality uh, to be able uh, to see, for example, if the ball is uh, and uh, is good or not. Uh, if the ball is carried, 
uh, if the ball is uh, hit the tin or or, or is out uh, yeah. stuff like that like it's yeah, to me it doesn't make sense can... it's really unfair to you guys uh, that that you can't review uh, a, a ball that might be in or out uh, it is but i mean if the technology is not good enough then it's fair not to use it right. uh, um uh, but yeah no it's simple things that like when you ask a review and then you have to wait for 15 seconds to get the review on and sometimes it's not the the right uh the right situation that they put on the on the screen uh like stuff like this can be avoided or can be improved in my opinion uh, rather easily uh but then going back to decisions like pure pure squash decisions uh no let, let and stroke uh uh, surely, surely we can we can do much better, uh, and this is also like an excited part of uh, of our game, like how how we want to use uh, decisions or how we want to uh, train referees in a way that in the in the way we want the sport to evolve. Um, yeah, and today uh, I I I received so many text text uh, messages from. Uh, from friends and fans that said that they 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 can't stand uh, the squash that they're watching today from the from the professional guys um, because there are too many stoppages, too many decisions, too much arguing uh, with the ref, too many arguments with the ref. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely something to be done. Uh, well, as I a mean, player. Yeah. In the World Tour Finals, the, the, the ladies' final, I don't know if you saw that, the uh, Noran Gorhar and um, yeah. which you played yeah. in the final there. Um, Nora El Shabini, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, Anya Lamani was in the final. And oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that, that final was so clean. There was hardly any. Very, very clean. It was yeah. very clean. And also the, the men's final, uh, us all and. Um, yeah. Uh, very Asal won it, but uh, he called a couple of lets and they just got on with it and it was excellent uh, squash. So there's no reason why it can't always be like that. But we do, I mean, the, the, with the lets and everything like that, we've always had entertainment as well. It, it adds a little bit of entertainment to it. Uh, it, it does. It just doesn't have to fall uh, to a point where uh, it's just too much arguing with the ref and not much uh, squash anymore. Uh, going on on court, uh, like we often see games uh, uh, lasting for 20, 25 minutes, and, and we say, "Wow, those guys are now playing for 20, 25 minutes." But they're like two, three, or four referee reviews during the match, and so, so they they aren't actually playing uh, longer than than the other guys used to. It's just that we now have uh, reviews that take uh, one to two minutes to. Uh, to 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 be uh, to be done or to to verify uh, yeah. not ups or decisions. Um, I guess back in the old days, that was never an issue. You just, the referee just said yes, let no let, and then you got on with it. That was yeah. the decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, thankfully we do have the technology, and they do get some of them wrong, and uh, you know they're they're only human. So yeah, no, there's all there's always going to be. Uh, wrong, wrong decisions or decisions that are debatable, and mm. and sometimes we will never agree on a on a decision. 
Uh, but I think I think we can try to be more consistent. Uh, yeah. um, like I've always thought that I prefer having a a bad uh, a consistently bad referee instead of a referee that gives like random decisions because at least if you think that he's consistently bad at judging the decisions you know what he's going to give yeah. and that, and you and that stress you out a little bit less mm. uh, because you can adjust to his way of uh, referring uh, and that, that, that's the main uh, uh, that's the main job of a referee I think for me is just to make sure that the the players understand uh, what line uh, the referee is using uh, to judge uh, to judge situations uh, in general. Yeah. Now uh, I think I tweeted out <clears throat> after your your quarterfinal uh, win that it would would be great if you and uh, <clears throat> and Riose uh, got to the final uh, of the uh, squash on fire event. How uh, now? Talk about Riose because he he just he's an enigma uh, to me. <laughs> he seems to rise to the occasion, to, to the player that he's playing almost just about every time he plays. Uh, you know, the, I don't think he gives himself enough credit. He, he's a very, very talented player, and he, and he proved it in this tournament. Uh, talk talk yeah, about no. and, uh, you know, I know you guys are pretty close, or, or I've trained together anyways in, in uh, France. So uh, yeah, yeah. talk about his, the event that he just had. He got to the semi. Yeah, no, Ryose is a Japanese player who went to college uh, in the States, in Rochester, and then decided to start working. Uh, and after two years, he realized that he hated his job and he wanted to play squash again. So he started playing on the Pro Tour, uh, came to France uh, in the South to train uh, at the National Center uh, with all the guys and uh, and, and the pandemic just hit a few months after his decision. And so he stayed in France, uh, learned French. Uh, and after a few months, he was almost fluent. Uh, and he now speaks really, really well uh, when, he speak, when he speaks French. Wow. Uh, we actually speak French to each, uh, when, we, when we talk to each other most of the time. Um, and yeah, since I was home, uh, I was training, uh, playing matches or training matches with him uh, once in a while. Um, and he's a, yeah, he's a great player to watch because he's, uh, he, he's got a lot of like randomness to his game, uh, going short uh, very often and in creative ways. Uh, so it's, it's very fun to watch him uh, play. Um, and yeah, sometimes his randomness is also, uh, it can be his strength, but also his weakness. Uh, and I mean, you could see it in that, in that quarterfinal when he, he lost the first two games in 15, 20 minutes and then, and then came back and, and, and won in five. Yeah. Uh, so I see, I, I see what you mean when you say he's a enigma. Uh, it's just hard to, to, uh, to know what's going on in his mind sometimes. Um, but yeah, again, he's a great, he's a great player to watch and he's a, he's also a great play, person, very nice, very kind. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I was, 
I was in my hotel room when uh, when he was playing his semi final, and and when he was like at James, one all, I was like, yeah, against James, and when he was at one all, uh, I thought, wow, I'm like, uh, I was already thinking of the final. I was like, oh, I might not play James if I make it to the final, and then I told myself. Oh, Victor, just just think about your semi-final first, then we'll see afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was great to see him battling against James uh, so well. Um, and he said it. He said it was like one of the best tournaments of uh, his short career. Mm. Um, and now he just uh, he's just got into the world uh, of the draw of the world championship, so he's very excited about about this as well. Because yeah. it was uh, two or three in the reserve list. Um, so, yeah, he's been in Chicago now for, for a few days with me, training with uh, the top guys. Because uh, Ali, uh, Joe Macon, and uh, Gregoire, and Tarek Moman, uh, Shah Jahan Khan are here as well. So, we're training here all together okay. uh, before the start of the World Championship. Um, so, so, no, it's been nice. It's been nice to to share some time together here in Chicago and in Washington. Uh, and I hope he's going to do well as well. Uh, yeah, next absolutely. Week. That, that sounds exciting. I know I've, I've had him on, like you, uh, a couple of times on the podcast, and he's always entertaining uh, uh, to speak to. Isn't he is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a uh, lot of stories to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the world, uh, you just mentioned the world championships, and you're, you've got your first round against uh, another big man, uh, Nathan Lake. So you, you yeah. have one big man uh, to to another. Uh, have you uh, played Nathan at all? And uh, I know Never. he's quite a Never. talented uh, guy like yourself. He's young and uh, he he's a big fellow. Moves around pretty well for a big guy. Uh, so have you seen? You've seen him play, obviously. Yeah, I've seen him play in Washington because he played against Rio in the quarterfinals. Okay, uh, he's a. No, he can be a very, very dangerous player, and he showed it uh, over the years, uh, doing very well against uh, top top players. Um, I remember when Karim uh, Abdel Gawad won his uh, world championship in Egypt. Uh, I think it was the world championship, if I if I'm right. Uh, then he won against uh, Nathan Lake in the first round, uh, but he was two love down. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Nathan was still up uh, against Gawan and then eventually lost in five, but shows that he's got the skills and, uh, and, the, and the strength to, uh, to, um, to make it hard to, to the top players uh, uh, of our sport. So, so, no, he's definitely someone that I take really seriously. And, and you have to no, take I'm, everyone seriously. Uh, sure, you? no, of course. But, of yeah, course. he... He he seems like a a lot like you. I, I like but especially him. I mean, but yeah. Especially. Uh, no, I'm I'm really focused on that on that first round uh, against Nathan because I know it, it it can be a very close match. So no, I'm looking forward to to playing against him, um, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes, and then potentially uh, Paul Cole in the next. Paul Cole again, yeah. yeah we'll <laughs> just worry about the, that first round first. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, really appreciate uh, talking to you. Always enjoy talking to you and uh, have a great uh, session there with Joel uh, Macon. You, you've had a bit of rest now and go out there and have, have, a, have a good hit. 
Thank you. Thanks very much for the invitation. Well, many thanks to Victor and wishing him all the best tonight in his match uh, against Nathan Lake. Uh, that should be a really uh, fantastic match, by the way. Two young talents, clash, clash of styles there, and uh, extremely talented, both guys. Fun to watch, so uh, watch that match if you get the chance. Uh, upcoming on episode 199, well, I can't give away the name, but uh, with any luck, we're going to have a really, really interesting chat tomorrow, and I'll be uh, dropping that episode right away as well. So uh, stay tuned for, for that. Uh, don't want to mention the name just because uh, I'm a bit superstitious when it comes to that, and I've also uh, done that in the past where I, I thought that I had uh, – firmed up a deal with uh, with a guest but uh, things have fallen through at the last second so i don't want to uh, to jinx it just yet uh don't want to jinx it at all actually uh so uh anyways with any luck we'll have a, a big one uh, coming up for you tomorrow anyways uh, thanks so much everybody for listening all the best to you your family stay healthy good luck with your squash and we'll be talking to you very soon with any luck goodbye now